You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leader in higher education, Mount Wachusett Community College. Just in time for the holidays. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce introduces the new Gift Local e-gift card. No need for complicated plastic cards. This digital gift card is super easy to use and allows you to shop and support the growing number of local participating businesses throughout the region. Find out more and purchase your Gift Local e-gift cards for family and coworkers at giftlocal.net. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon and Kat Deal here from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber. Kat, how are you? I am good and I'm excited because we are back on the road today, Travis. Yes, we are. We're over at the 228 on Lemonster Road, more commonly known though as uh, Route 12 over in Sterling. And we're happy to have with us today, we have Sharon Olson, the owner, and Maria, who's the operations manager. Uh, both of you, thank you so much for being a part of the program today. You're thank welcome. Thank you for being here. So, the 228 entering its seventh year. I remember when this first became the 228. How does it feel going on your seventh season of weddings now? Tiring? No, <laughs> no it's wonderful. Um, we, when we first started, it was, it was just sort of a, a kind of a crazy idea that we were going to do this and that my mother just loved the property so much that she wanted to share it with other people and be able to do private events here. And it's just sort of taken off from there. And, and I want to talk about the property a little bit because natives from the area know that this used to be with Twin Oaks and it was a restaurant and kind of an institution for years. And then it went closed. Can you tell us how it came to be that you guys just decided you're going to take this and revamp it and turn it into this beautiful barn? Uh, yeah. So, um, so the property went into foreclosure, um, sadly. It was a restaurant that has so many memories for so yeah. many people. And we still have people coming in saying, you know, my grandparents got married here and they can remember when there was dinner dances all the time at the Twin Oaks. Um, originally, the intention was that we were going to take the original building and just renovate it and make that the event facility. And I, I used to come here for dinner um, and with my parents. And then when we moved back, um, in 2009, we came here for dinner a few times. We knew the previous owner, and um, and then it just when it when it closed, and we realized that it wasn't structurally sound, and that we couldn't renovate the building as it was. Um, we decided that a barn would be a great a great um, new structure to put on here. So went through the whole process with the town, took the uh, building down, and um, and put the barn up in its place. I love the barn, and for those who haven't been here, I just want to give a quick idea that when you walk in, all the walls are wood, the floor is wood. It is such a home feeling. So what a what a change from Twin Oaks. Yes, that was that was originally from the '40s, I believe. So it had a little bit of a um, a more uh, lower ceiling, a little bit darker feel, I guess. That it had the parquet floor and um, definitely kind of the classic 40s dinner dance yeah. feel. Um, so we tried to kind of do the opposite, that it has everything is very light and bright and open and tons of windows. And uh, we, we get a lot of positive feedback about that. Yeah, no, it, it's a beautiful building. And I've been here at night, and even at night, I mean, it's bright with the wood. It's absolutely beautiful. And I just think of you know, attending a wedding here. I've attended a few different events here, um, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, we're always, always trying to come up with ideas to make it a little cozier and warmer feeling and just keeping that light, light vibe even in the evening. Um, even now we're talking about kind of updating a little bit of the out, outdoor lighting and making it a little more charming at night and, um, and yeah, always, always just kind of projects projects on the list. Right, Maria? Absolutely. <laughs> now, now, Sharon, you talked about um, your mother and you kind of going in on this project together. You actually have an interesting background. You were in, what was it you were doing beforehand? Um, I was living in Colorado and uh, my background is architecture and city planning. Yep. Um, I did catering when I was in college and high school and college. And I worked for a catering company at the mountain um, and then just always kind of had in the back of my mind things that I liked and didn't like about big events. And, and if I, you know, those, if I ever had a, <laughs> if I ever had a business and if I ever opened something, um, what, what I would and wouldn't have. So when we decided to do this together, we said, you know, if we could do anything, what, what would we put on the list? So we decided um, that when we opened the 228, we would sort of craft it based on everything that, you know, uh, I, that other facilities had that were of issue with us and, and to kind of craft it so that people could have flexibility and customization options. Tell us a little bit about how your background in architecture and city planning actually translates because there's a lot of planning that goes into events. So I feel like even though it's a different type of planning, there is some crossover a little bit. Organizational skills. <laughs> Uh, lots of spreadsheets. Um, <laughs> well, it's visual. You're a very visual person. Yes, yes. Um, and thank goodness Maria is here. <laughs> Maria, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background before coming? You've been here for five years now? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, before I was here, I was managing a liquor store. Um, before that, I've managed other stores, worked in retail forever, so displaying things and... Um, I've been sewing all my life, so working with fabric and doing those kinds of displays and everything is just kind of in my nature, and I love customer service. I've been doing that forever. So, so you were like a jackpot win for Sharon. You had all this great <laughs> all these great skills that you just brought into this. Right, trying to and learning more all the time. Yeah. Now, what drew you to want to come over to the 228? I've always wanted to do this kind of thing. I've always wanted to be like an event planner and work in this kind of industry, and knowing Sharon through our children... And she was saying that she had, you know, done this business and um, they were looking for help and everything. And I said, gee, I'd love to try it. That's awesome. Yes, we've known each other ever since I've been living back here. So since 2009. And as we were growing and getting busier and needed more organization and structure. And I said, help, Maria. Um, and she's just fantastic at it. So um, it's we're we're so lucky. <laughs> lucky That's to awesome. Have. Yeah. So talking about growing, I know initially this was the first building that you put up. Is that right? The first structure on the property after we took the building down, after we took the restaurant down, was actually the pavilion mm. um, because we didn't have our full building permit yet. And we were, you know, getting the, the water lines and the septic and all of that redone with the town. Um, and getting our building plans approved. So we had the, the back pavilion put up so that we could do, we started doing the car shows here. And we still get a lot of feedback on that, that people come in and say, you know, are you doing the car shows this weekend? Because um, we did those as charity events um, for Cancer Society and the veterans. And we partnered with um, some car clubs in the area. So people still come in and ask about those. Um, 
And uh, so we put the pavilion up so we'd at least have a covered area to set up and, and do the food and things like that. So that was the first structure that was put up. And then, and then we got to building the barn. When did you add, because there's also a beautiful outdoor fire pit. Uh, that was, we had a temporary one. Um, and that was here for the car cruises. So that was around... 2015, 14 and 15. And then we put the newer one in, I would say around 2017. Nice. Yep. After we were already open. It's a beautiful outdoor space. It really is very welcoming. And um, it just the flow of how you've created the situation where you can get in and out to access outside. It's really lovely. You've done such a great job with that. Thank you. And as someone who plans events, I love the fact that you have a space that is convertible sort of, and you have the ability to really change what you do per event. Cause it's not just weddings, right? You do all kinds of stuff. We do everything. Yeah. So baby showers, bridal showers, anniversary parties, birthday parties, everything. Yeah. And we're about to have an event here in just a week or so. Uh, and we're going to have our winter reception. Um, and I'm excited because I've not had an event here yet. So we're going to be holding that here. And can you tell us a little bit about what will go into preparing for something like that? Like what has to happen on your end? I know it has to happen on my end. <laughs> um, well, on our end, we go over all of the details. We um, find out what your vendors are, your linen preferences, because we provide the linens for events. Um, the flow of your evening, who your DJ is going to be, all of these kinds of things so that we know your list, your itinerary and everything so our staff will know it and we can just make the event flow smoothly for you without you having to manage it. So when you come here and you've set up all your decor and everything, then you get to enjoy it. That's so nice. That's so nice. And I, and I also want to say that I've seen the packet as, uh, that you present, and you work with a lot of our local businesses. Is that something that you have always wanted to make sure you did? You always were sort of part of the local community, and you use local vendors, and that's what you suggest? Absolutely. Um, we definitely want to work with, um, with as many local businesses as possible, um, in the North Central Chamber, um, in Wachusett Chamber, um, as, as many, you know, caterers, DJs, photographers, um, close in as possible. Of, of course, we give the flexibility that whoever books the facility um, can bring in their own vendors. So if they happen to come from Boston or New Hampshire and there's someone that is either a, a friend or family member that's near and dear to their heart, um, they, especially in a wedding where their budget is so constrained um, that they can certainly work with a, a family friend as a photographer or something. Um, but we're, we definitely try to work with local vendors as much as possible. And, um, especially in things like charity events and, and kind of giving back to the community. Um, another thing I also wanted to mention is, um, that we we definitely have our, uh, charity partners as well that, um, are near and dear to our heart that, um, working with, uh, Why Me and PD Pals of Notre Dame, um, that we love working with them and doing um, events with them every year, that um, seeing the smiles on those kids' faces is really important to us. And whether it's a charity event or it's a corporate event or it's a wedding, what's that process like when someone first comes to you and says, we want to use your facility, let's make it happen? <laughs> well, we start off <clears throat> excuse me, with a tour of the property and everything, and we answer all of their questions as they go along. And then during the process of them booking, because some of them 
will ask us a lot of questions before they actually decide to sign a contract. And so we answer as many questions as we can. And then when they sign the contract with us, then we give them our vendor list and they go off and they start their planning. And during that entire process, whether it's three months or a year and a half, they can contact us at any time with questions and we're here to support them. And we have planning meetings with them. We exchange photos online. I mean, everything possible to make it their event. You know, we're working for them and with them. And we've kind of heard horror stories about other venues that are like, this is it. Do what you want. Here's the vendors you have to use and pay us a lot of money. And we try not to be that venue. <laughs> yeah, customer experience um, and customer support from our end is, is really our utmost priority. Um, we work with couples that are out of state. We've done a number of weddings for couples that um, are out of the country or have never even seen the venue in person until their wedding. Wow. Um, we do a lot of Zoom and Google Meet calls um, that will send people photos back and forth. We'll walk around with the, with the phone and the iPad or in the, you know, the, the computer and do um, video tours with them and send pictures to them of optional items. Um, we've recently launched a new customer portal to hopefully make planning and checklists a lot easier for them and integrate to-do lists. And um, they can send questions back and forth to us that way and put all of our optional items online with photos and descriptions to help make their planning process easier. And then we have a separate portals for corporate and parties. So hopefully we're trying to streamline the technical portion of it and then make the customer communication piece easier if they need to get a hold of us. So customer communication. So I don't know if you heard a couple of years ago, we had this really big thing happen called COVID. What did you guys do? Like what, what, what like, so in-person events got canceled. A lot of things got canceled. Um, you're lucky because you have an outdoor space as well. So I'm sure that that played in, but how did that change everything for you? What, what were the biggest changes besides things getting canceled? Like, I assume that there were other changes that had to happen after when everything started opening up. Um, first of all, we worked with our customers. Whatever they wanted, we did. So if they wanted a 10-person ceremony that year, and we could do that, we did. And the next year, we held the reception. Their choice of dates, you know, whatever. We just did whatever was possible for us to do. Um, we also added heaters underneath the pavilion. We added the carpet under the pavilion. We put heaters on the patio because doing everything outside, it was getting a little chilly in November. <laughs> um, so we did as that year, we just did everything outside and we made it work. And then the next year we had receptions for people. I mean, and I think this year we finally did our last COVID postponement weddings. Oh, Wow. Yeah, because people just weren't feeling safe and comfortable. So they postponed and we said, okay, yeah, whatever you want to do. And did you actually have other people contacting you too because they knew they had an outdoor venue they could use as opposed to where they were beforehand? And how, did, how were you able to accommodate all those extras? Were you doing things during the middle of the week or how did it work out? Um, again, whatever they wanted. You know, we had one couple, they had planned their wedding three times. And the wedding here was the one that actually happened. Oh my wow. God. During COVID, yeah. And that one was outside. And, you know, we just made it work. Um, we, we did, people would have an afternoon wedding on a Friday, like at noontime. Yeah. People wanted a two and a half hour event instead of a five hour event. You know, it just, whatever. 
it was nobody knew what to do. Yeah. So we just kind of all worked and planned together and made it happen and do the best that we could for them. Yeah, and we have great vendors that that also pivoted. And if somebody wanted to just do a micro-wed with a luncheon instead of a full buffet, um, you know, they would bring individually wrapped sandwich meals for them, and we would set them up outside on, tab- on round tables, and we would do the linens out there. Um, I remember specifically we had a couple that... A person that wanted to be in the bridal party um, but was immunocompromised, we set up a special table and chair for them out in our gazebo. So they had kind of like this lovely, sweet, um, kind of romantic dinner for two. So they could participate in the outdoor ceremony and then they felt safe sitting out on, in the gazebo. Um, and then they were still a part of the wedding and you know they were all dressed up and everything and then they could be separate and still participate and then you know be comfortable for the rest of the event and then and then they you know they departed and they felt comfortable but they could still be um be here for the photos and the ceremony and it was great and for um, the two of you what was it like to be able to provide those experiences and that sense of normalcy and, and still make those memories for folks during this very chaotic time oh it was it, it was it was wonderful and and also we also could Keep our staff employed too and I think that was a huge part too and it was really important to my mother as well even though she wasn't able to come down um, because she's in her 70s so we banned her from the facility sure um, but just knowing that we could do whatever we could to keep our staff working and do you know if we did smaller events um, we still um, to this day spray intermittently in here when we do indoor events if people don't feel comfortable we still have Estat come and spray um, in the facility and do the bathrooms and do the kitchen if we'll have if we have three events in a row just to kind of break up break up any kind of germ accumulation in here and keep things clean and you know for our own edification everything being safe and not wearing masks and stuff in here um, so yeah just whatever we can do for people feeling safe the staff being safe. Um, where everybody is trying to live their lives now and get back to normal and not be not be worried all the time. So um, being a smaller venue, I think we have that flexibility that we can, you know, where it's under 120 people, that, that we have that flexibility for our staff and our clients. So that's a lot of pivoting and a lot of things that you had to do during COVID, and it sounds like some things you're still doing. Are there other things that you know, as an event person myself, I know how much pivoting had to go on. And then you pivot back and then you pivot again and it's back and forth. Do you, is there other stuff that you guys have said, you know what, these are really good practices. I think we're going to keep them that came out of COVID as well. I think men, mainly the cleanliness and everything with the spraying and stuff, because during that entire COVID year with spraying and with not holding events inside and everything, I wasn't sick at all. Wow. And so it's like, wow, I don't even have a cold. I don't even have the flu. Like, this is kind of nice. I mean, I don't know. And we let our staff, if they don't feel comfortable, we let them wear masks. We don't care. Um, We're not trying to present a certain image. And, you know, certainly guests and everything, they're still putting hand sanitizer on the tables. They're still giving out masks, you know, when their guests enter the building. And um, we don't say, oh, we don't do that here or anything, you know, we we try to make people as comfortable as possible all the time. Yeah, that's really good. That's really nice. And you mentioned keeping your staff on during the pandemic. Um, how integral is your staff to your operation? 
We would be nowhere without our amazing team. Part of our customer experience and the service that we offer um, is in addition to renting the facility, the property comes with the staff. And um, they do everything with us, for us, whatever, in all kinds of weather. This hot, hot summer, they were lugging benches across the field. When it's rainy, they're loading gifts into people's cars at the end and they're the client's decor and um, during wedding ceremonies. We will escort the wedding party and the guests under umbrellas, and we're getting soaked and walking around in the mud, and everyone else is dry and happy, and you know that's just what we do here, but we could not have the success that we have without the staff. They're absolutely amazing. Um, so I am excited because, like I said earlier, we're going to have our event on December 7th here, and so I'm looking around and thinking, oh my, we're going to have to change so many things. Do you have like a warehouse full of your products that you use? Because I've seen the pictures and I know how much stuff you guys have. And I know you decorate for the holidays. The basement. We've got a <laughs> shipping container tucked away behind the um, pavilion oh. and the shed over there that contains all of our accessories and decor and everything like that. And, you know, we can take you on a tour later and you can start <laughs> picking out your things. <laughs> Well, it's just nice because you have such a con- you're you're so accommodating and you have the ability to really pivot and and really make this space whatever you want it to be for people that want to have an event here. You have the ability to really do just about anything. I think the other thing that that came out of COVID too is is developing sort of a best practices and a again with the customer experience. What can we do before the client arrives? What can we do to make things easier, smoother? Um, more accommodating. So since COVID, we've retooled our, our service offerings to make things even smoother and easier for them. So things like now for weddings, we, we do all the decorating for the client. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of drop-off decor, a lot of um, you know, things like streamlining rehearsals. We, we, things are a lot more um, 228 directed, mm-hmm. a lot more planning services, a lot more timeline orchestration. So a lot more things that we take the lead on. So things are, are much easier um, for the client and uh, a lot more supported from our side to make and, things easier for them. And it's probably easier for you as well. You know, you're, you're being able to have a, a client walk in where things are, you know, 80% done for them already. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier for everybody. Yeah. 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 Nice. And for those who are joining us, we're chatting right now with Sharon Olson and Maria Cullen from the 228 in Sterling on Route 12. We'll be right back as we continue our Inside North Central Massachusetts Chamber podcast. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis and Kat here from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber. We're joined by Sharon and Maria at the 228 in Sterling on Route 12. And one of the other things we want to mention when it comes to customizing, you know, you have all these different tables and stuff, but you can really... as 
Kat mentioned, whether it's a wedding or a corporate event, you can change the entire layout. How important was that for you when you set up to say, you know, we've, we're going to have an open area and we can put tables here, put tables here and move stuff around? Well, the, the point of the barn is that it's, it's, a, it's a blank canvas. Um, it's, it's new, it's fresh, it's light, uh, it's comfortable feeling, but it's, it's not trendy. And that was really important to us that over the years and over time, it was not a specific style. Um, and we've done everything in here from um, that it can be customized for pretty much any style from, you know, theme weddings to corporate events. Um, and, you know, decorators can come in and drape, cover the walls and um, that it's, you know, from event to event, from night to night, it can, it can transform into anything. So that's, we, we really want it to be timeless inside and out. Maria, for you, from a planning perspective, um, what's it like to be able to work with clients to really change this blank canvas, as Sharon was saying, to meet their needs and to have all those different options? I love it. Um, I love seeing what their ideas are based on, you know, their personal likes. I love when they come in and say, oh, we want to do this, we want to do that. And the other night we just had a beautiful wedding that they worked with a decorator. We had to empty the hall. The decorator came in, provided all of their tables. They draped the walls and everything. It was spectacular. So I really enjoy that creative process. You know, people always are challenging me, kind of saying, oh, we want to drape the tree like this. And it's like, never done that before. Okay. How's that going to work? You know, and, and getting new fabrics and new designs and everything and all sorts of ideas. And it's, it's fun to look and see what's online for pictures and then creating it and seeing it in the photographs afterwards. And go, wow. You know, that looked really nice, you know, and I'm glad I could do it for them. Is there one setup that's really stood out to you that you've really enjoyed? in your five years that you've been here, like one wedding or event that you got to work on that like really made a lasting impact on you? There are so many. Really, there are. It was a gorgeous black and white wedding we did a few months, no, last year, I can't remember. Um, Yeah, last year, we draped the walls with columns and they were uplit by the DJ and it was a black and white wedding, very elegant, very sophisticated and it worked. Yeah. In a barn. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's there's so many of them. I mean, outside during COVID, we were doing very small, intimate weddings. And so more finesse on the details because it was smaller and more noticeable. And those were beautiful. So, I mean, there's just so many. We did a sweet 16 oh. right before COVID. Um, and that was tremendous. We had some leather furniture in here. It was all white and brass Ooh. and very elegant and luxurious. Um, yeah, and it felt like a nightclub. It was a nightclub. Oh, yeah. nice. And we, draped, we had the walls with these stretch pieces of fabric that were all uplit. And Maria and I laid a vinyl dance floor. And, and it, was, it was white and gold. Um, and it, it was like a um, geometric, geometric cool pattern. pattern. And, that oh was, and that was amazing. Yeah. Um, That's so cool. So that was really cool. Um, I want that to be my sweet 16. Why was mine not that fabulous? <laughs> I know. Yep, that was, that was an amazing one. That was very memorable. And working with the vendors was, was really tremendous because as soon as it was done, you know, we coordinated that everyone came back. They took, oh, and the glow cube 
coffee tables that all were illuminated from within. And, yeah, and the lights on the high tops. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. uplit, and that was a really very nice. Um, and we just had a quinceanera in here that was gorgeous, too. Yeah. Um, a lot of beautiful wedding. You know, it's just every... Yeah. They're, they're just... Yeah. And the clients are wonderful, too. Yeah. And then some of them, the theme ones, are just really cool, too. Yeah. Oh, and I was just remembering Holly's wedding that went in the U-shape with the farmhouse tables. Yep, farmhouse tables with... with pink stretch chair covers and these gorgeous kind of fan feather center. You know, they just, they really, some of them really just take your breath away. So many yeah. different choices. And the couple stories too, you know, the ones that reunite that are like high school sweethearts that get back together 40 years later and you just cry when they're saying their vows and it really, it's wonderful. You're so. just providing such a beautiful place and space for people to make such amazing memories. And some yeah. of them will come back a couple of years later for their anniversaries and take pictures again. And they'll have like a cupcake and go sit under the tree and, and, um, and take pictures again. And it's really sweet. That is. And it really is amazing that you've been able to take a beautiful property and, and you're making memories for a whole new crop of folks, a whole new generation and, and keeping that tradition really going. Yes. So we love it. We love it. They're not, it's not just, you know, names on a piece of paper. Um, you know, people's, they imprint in, in our heads and, and talking to them years later or referring a friend and saying, I was at so-and-so's wedding and, and I would love to talk to you about my daughter's wedding or baby shower. Or when they come back to us years later and they want to do their baby shower or kid's birthday because they got married here, you know, it's wonderful hearing from people again. And we, we hope they, they come back and see us for other events too or family reunions years later and things. Yeah. And one thing that's kind of happened during the planning process, they'll either give me a picture or they'll kind, we'll kind of work on an idea together for backdrops and things like that. And now I've named them after the bride. <laughs> it's like the Courtney, the Cole. You know, this is what it looks like based on this bride. <laughs> yeah. And so now I call them. It's the Courtney. It's the Nicole. It's you know that's whoever. great. And so that's what they're called. I, I love bins that. labeled with the fabric downstairs with their names on them. It's <laughs> like when you go to a restaurant and you get a sandwich named after you. But I feel like this is a much kind of classier honor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. So um, before we, I know that our time is running out here, but I want to say one more time how excited I am that we'll be here on December 7th and um, from 5 to 7 for the winter reception. And um, thank you so much for having us here today. Sharon and Maria with the 228 over in Sterling on Route 12, Lemonster Road. Uh, You can't miss the big sign. And then when you drive in, you'll see the awesome water as you drive by. Uh, Come out, check out this venue for all of your event needs. You can find out more information. At the228insterling.com. Thank you so much for being here for the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast as our On the Road series continues here at the North Central Massachusetts Chamber. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.